Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. everyone welcome back to right on track i am super excited because joining me today is james dunn hey james hi demi how are you i'm fantastic how are you not too bad not too bad thanks for having me on of course of course i'm delighted to have you and we have lots to chat about today but before we get into all of those things can you share with the listeners a little about yourself and your musical journey yeah so um i've, I've started quite late in my musical journey um and i've sort of gone into the outlaw country scene over in the UK it's sort of something that isn't really well known um when people think of country over here they think of sort of like Nashville and you know mainly they say oh do you know Dolly Parton that sort of stuff um but I I started doing the open mic scene um in August last year you know playing sort of you know other people's songs and then started writing my own um and then sort of going from there and released my first first single duty in October. Um, but before that, I'm, I'm a 10 year or just under 10 year army veteran. And that sort of joined um, straight after, you know, your equivalent of high school really. So secondary school over here, grew up in London to Irish parents, like expats um, from or, or immigrants, Irish immigrants, basically essentially over here. Uh, quite humble roots and everything and then um, left the army it was coming up to nine years now so I've been out as long as I was in it um, always been into country music grew up on it uh, and then sort of found my niche I guess that's fantastic such a great story so yeah I like how you mentioned that country over in the UK it's still growing and I feel like just from my connections over there over the past few years I've seen it grow over the past few years and specifically you mentioning how you focus on outlaw country which is smaller over there and considering country as a small genre in the UK and still growing as it is, but to be focused on a subgenre that is still growing as well, I think that's super fearless of you and also shows that you're not creating music just to fit into a thriving certain subgenre or genre of music, but you're focusing on something that you feel that you're meant to be doing. Yeah, um, I think my it, it sort of comes down to my musical tastes and everything like that. I mean, you've got Obviously, the original outlaws are Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, um, who's, you know, he's 90 this year, you know, which is incredible. And he's still he's still gigging and touring. You know, the man will never stop. Um, you know, Chris Christopherson, the likes of David Allen Coe, who's the outlaws outlaw. Um, you know, and obviously, obviously there's a bit of controversy around his stuff, but if you can separate the artist from the art, then you've got a good start there. You know, he's a fantastic songwriter for the the better songs. Um, you know, and then there's the storytelling element of it. You know, it's it's heartfelt, gritty, raw. You know, they're not going to sing about what you want to hear. They're going to tell you their life story in song. You know, Hank Williams started it. You know, Hank Senior. 
and then his son carried it on, and then obviously his grandson Hank three, they're they're carrying it on again. Um, and it relates to me, and I'm able to portray that. For me, part of music is therapy as well. So I'm able to sort of put my perspective and spin on stuff and you know, and I, I sort of sing quite metaphorically. Um, and I was sort of brought up in a Catholic household, and there's that still, you know, and that even though I'm not super religious, it, there's still that element there, you know. So I've got a lot in, in my music, there's there's reference to God and, and the devil and stuff like that, and a lot of redemption, seeking redemption and and everything. But there's but you know, strangely enough, there's no validation. I'm not looking for validation from anybody. I'll sing what I want, and if people like it, then that's a bonus. And you know, I'm quite thankful that it's re- been really well received. That's fantastic. I love so much how you're writing what you want to write about and singing what you want to sing about. And I think that all comes down to writing authentically and sharing stories that you can sing truthfully about and put, you know, heartfelt emotion into it. Because the last thing any songwriter wants is to write something they don't believe in because that won't translate to listeners. And I agree with you as well about you know, songwriting and music kind of being like therapy. I see it as the same way. And yeah, so you mentioned Willie Nelson a little bit ago, which is a perfect transition into our quote, which is by Willie Nelson. So can you read that? We are the same. There is no difference anywhere in the world. People are people. They laugh, cry, feel and love. And music seems to be the common denomination that brings us all together. Music cuts through all the boundaries and goes right to the soul. Fantastic quote. So as you were reading that, what was coming to your mind? The Highwaymen wrote a song, American Remains. And Willie, you know, he's always done it his own way. He's never really cared what anybody thinks. Um, And he's had, you know, everyone from grandmothers to the Hells Angels love him, you know, and that relates to me because I've always been good with grandmothers and I'm lucky enough to have friends in within, within that sort of demographic. Um, and I think genuinely the man's got a heart of gold. I mean, he, he got absolutely done over by one of his own accountants and the man was at, at the, you know, ruins door. And because he was so well loved, there's you know people sort of pitched together and everything, didn't they? There, there was I don't know if you remember reading or hearing about that. Um, it was a good few years ago, and there's there's a, a bar somewhere in the states that they even took a collection in, and they still have the the tip jar. It's called Willie's Tip Jar. I can't remember the name of the pub, but I remember reading about it and just thought it was, you know, the man so loved. Um, and just an incredible songwriter, you know, he could bring, you know, he could write the most beautiful love song to the heaviest ballad, you know, and that, and, and he's spanned so many generations and, and taken everybody from when he started out to current day. I mean, he's, he's, you know, seven, seven decades, the man's spanned a career almost, you know, since it's, absolutely phenomenal and he's still current and that's what you want you know and it's all truthful songwriting yeah absolutely absolutely and I think too what you mentioned about spanning such a long period of time and being able to create music that is 
listened to and appreciated and embraced by many different people from all around the world, no matter age or any other cultural characteristics or anything like that. It's really important, and that ties right into exactly what this quote is saying. Music has the ability to go through boundaries, and at the end of the day, we all feel the same emotions, different ways based on our own backstories and experiences and who we are and what makes us who we are. But at the end of the day, all those human emotion, we all feel all those different things. And I think being able to be a songwriter who creates music that speaks about these different emotions and shares stories with the emotions at the heart of those stories, that's what makes music connect to people from all around the world. And I think you really experience this at concerts. You know, I was just at Kelsey Ballerini's Heart First tour. She's my favorite artist. Super grateful I got to see her live. And, you know, being in a room full of strangers and crying and laughing at some of the stories Kelsey was saying and, you know, singing along, it you feel a sense of unity there. And that just proves that we can connect with other people worldwide just from listening to the same songs and maybe sharing stories with people over, you know, social media or in person. But when you're actually at a concert setting, you feel that and you really see, wow, music really does make us feel things and brings people together. And I think that's beautiful. And Willie's quote really resonates with me too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, so, uh, another sort of artist that I, I, I got to know him, he's based in uh, in... Davy, Florida, um, and his name's Matt Haran, and he he toured over in the UK um, just before Christmas, and I had the, the privilege of opening two of his gigs for him, you know, and he's he's outlaw country, you know, Appalachian sound, and an incredibly talented guy, and and a really really humble guy, um, and I was able to sit down with him and have a drink with him we're still in contact regular contact he's moved back to the states he lived in the Basque country in Spain for 15 years with his wife and child and everything and and he's he's moved back to the states and um you know his songwriting is absolutely incredible you know and it's a very different sound but I think the genre the subgenre outdoor country is is growing massively and and another influence is Cody Jinx as well you know and he's ex-US Marine Corps I believe you know, so there's that sort of veteran element. Um, another another influence of mine is Brian Martin, who's taking taking the the scene by storm by all accounts. You know, and an, another incredible songwriter. And he's you know he was worked on um, I believe he was a driller on the oil rigs. You know, an, an oil man and away from his family and that you know and 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 was able to put that into into song. You know, and it's and and again, that's just something you don't really hear anymore. You could have a team of songwriters, and everything they can write a song, knock up a song. If you're a good artist, you can make it your own. But the thing is, there's it's got to be believed. I mean, if you um, if you listen to Dear Rodeo by Cody Johnson, you know that's him singing about his love for rodeo. You know, because he is a he he is a cowboy. You know, he's a, a true cowboy Texan, and you know. But Dear Rodeo can relate to people in different ways. You know, I I used to race when I left the army. I started racing motorcycles competitively, um, and and was racing in sort of uh, the British superbikes um, for a couple of years. And 
Dear Rodeo kind of related to me to that because I never won anything, but I tried my best. As you know, every time I went up, you know, lined up on the grid to to race my bike, I tried my best. And Dear Rodeo was a very relatable song. Yeah, well, I think too, like speaking about how, you know, songwriters can write a song, but the artist needs to believe what they're singing when they record that song or play it live. And I think that's where there's a little bit of a distinction between songwriters and artists. They're are so many people who kind of use them interchangeably, which I don't support because a songwriter is a songwriter and an artist is an artist. But a lot of times they can be the same thing. Like I write my own music. I'm the songwriter and the artist on my music. But I think in instances of, you know, an artist performing a song that they didn't have writing credit on that maybe was pitched to them, they need to relate to that song in some way to sing it. Um, and make it believable so I yeah because you feel yeah. yeah I mean you you feel music as well as hear it mm-hmm. um you know and the and the emotion from the artist when they're singing it you can believe it you know and that and that's what you don't have to be the most vocally gifted artist I don't think sometimes you know but as if it's felt and it's from the heart then that's that's what makes it believable it's like with with my stuff you know, I'm I'm trying to reach out to people that aren't living the American dream, if if you know what I mean, that mainstream country glamorizes. You know, I'm singing for the people who've struggled, who've had to to make hard decisions, broken their bodies, working to earn a, you know earn a, earn a crust and stuff. You know, as we say, to make money. And you know, they need their stories told, and and I'll give them their voice. That's that's what I'm trying to do because I've I've come from. You know, we weren't poverty stricken, but we didn't grow up with a lot when I was growing up. You know, I, I was fortunate to have loving parents and 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 supportive parents that supported my decisions. They still do. Um, they didn't discourage me from joining the army, but I don't. I know deep down. I mean, no parent wants to see their child go off to war. I served in Afghanistan and everything alongside American counterparts as well. That's where you know my probably where my love of country music was actually sort of strengthened as well. Um, and then coming back, I've, I've had sort of trials and tribulations. I've had, you know, other issues, ups and downs, like major ups and downs, you know, major highs, major lows. And then, you know, it's, it's sort of got to a point now where it's settling, you know, and, and sort of content with, with how things are. And music is, is just something that, resonates with me and I'm able to portray it and it's and it's something I found that I want to do and it's working it's working the working the right way at the moment but it's yeah. a, it's a finicky it's a finicky business and it and it it's it's hard it is hard yeah yeah well it's all about realism like everything you just said yeah. is you are singing and writing about things you are singing and writing about things that you have personal experience and that you feel you are in a place to talk about because I think the other side of this too is going back to you know artists singing about things they believe in and just in general like there are I'm sure instances where writers or songwriters artists they're writing and performing songs that are on topics that maybe they don't personally relate to and I think when you get into really deep stuff like the very real stuff I think that needs to come from somebody who experienced it firsthand in order to keep that authenticity 
hundred percent. I agree with that. I mean, you can't sing about being a cowboy if you've never ridden a horse, you know. <laughs> and yeah, and there's a lot of that going on um, both sides of the pond, you know, massively so. And you know, I'll, you'll never ever hear me writing a song about being a cowboy. I've ridden a horse. I know how to ride a horse, but that's my Irish roots. But I will. <laughs> I'm not a cowboy, <laughs> you know. I've seen him in fields, you know, but. You know, ironically enough, in where my dad grew up in Ireland, he was actually a, a drover. You oh, know, wow. he was, yeah. So he grew up doing that. I didn't. So I grew up in North London. Um, so technically, I'm a city boy, but you know, a, a country boy at heart because I've always found that's where I want to be. And and now I live in the country. I live in in the Garden of England, as they call it, in County Kent. And everything, and and literally, it's like narrow country lanes. Uh, you know, you're we don't have red dirt roads over here either, so I'd never sing about them. They're just sort of like claggy clay and muddy puddles. <laughs> yeah. Well, also too, it's really interesting because when you're speaking about you know writing about such raw truths, I feel like every time you open up that way, that vulnerability in songwriting, that takes a sense of courage. I think so. For you, when you're writing about these very real experiences and truths, and speaking to others in the same realm to hopefully allow them to relate to your music, what kind of emotions do you experience while you're writing and recording and performing these songs? It, it, it's strange. I mean, I can't sit down and think, right, I'm going to write a song. I don't think anyone anyone can, you know, and. I've I've had it before. Um, I wrote a song for my partner. It's called Righteous Man. It'll be coming out on my EP, which we'll get onto a little bit later. But I think you know I'd, I'd done a night shift at work and and fell asleep on the sofa, and woke up and wrote a song within half an hour. Um, you know, I just because I fell asleep with a melody going around my head. <laughs> um, you know, as it, as it happens, and then it just you you just put pen to paper, and when they come out organically, I think they're the best songs that you can write. Oh yeah. Whether somebody else believes that or not, but I don't think whether somebody you know, there's so many people in this world that somewhere someone's going to like it, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're looking for the validation, but the but the most important thing is is that you believe what you're writing. And what you're singing, because that's what makes a song. Um, I, I personally believe, anyway. Um, and a lot of the stuff I, you know, like Black Train, which is my single, which is coming out third um, of April, so tomorrow, because this is Sunday. It's being aired Sunday. <laughs> um, In the future. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. This is it. This is it. So, so Black Train's more. It's truthful song about feelings and stuff like that, but it's. I find writing metaphorically is um, a style of mine. You know, sort of being able to sort of place metaphors with with scenarios and situations. Um, it makes it harder to explain things, I guess, um, in, in the way I, I've sort of portrayed that and then I've also got a couple of other songs where they are home truths they are bare bones and and stuff like that there's no direct message or, or direct pinpoint to a person place or or thing but the the premise of the song is there you know it's understandable and and um you know your, your listeners if they 
if they listen to my music, they'll they'll see my point, you know. So. Yeah, I love that. I think writing metaphorically is awesome. I do that as well. And just there's a variety, obviously. Like some songs will be more direct, some will be more metaphorical. And I think as songwriters, the goal is to be fresh all the time. We have our voices oh, yeah. and we have our styles, but we don't want to write the same song over and over and over again. And so to your other point about, you know, writing when you feel the inspiration and not forcing it and all of that, however that inspiration comes and whatever story or emotion you're trying to translate into music at the time, it's going to transpire in a way that makes sense for that song and that story. So it makes sense that not every song is going to sound the same or be written with the same tools and same styles or any of that so you mentioned your new single black train so can you share a little about the inspiration behind this and what it's about so the inspiration behind black train is you know basically you've had a troubled past and everything and and you're you're gonna face it and you're gonna fight it and do all you can and basically stand up to everything that's ever sort of knocked you down or set you off on a wrong path. But then there's that sort of, you know, towards the end of the song, it's, it's kind of thinking, can, can I let go of the past? Can I outrun it? And, and stuff like that, you know, and, and facing your demons, facing your fears and, and um, basically facing yourself. I think that's the main focus of, of it. You know, the, the, the song, I mean, there's a, there's a, line in it you know i'm gonna face the devil i'm gonna grab him by the hands i'm gonna ask him why he wants to give me that their bloody brand and it's basically going down a wrong path or, or stopping yourself from going down a wrong path and it doesn't necessarily mean like criminality or anything like that it could be mental it could be you know addiction or habits or just basically just not being yourself or your true self and and whatnot and and trying to fight that and break that habit break that mold do stuff differently and and everything you know and that's kind of what the premise of that song is and it came out organically and I wrote that at about three o'clock in the morning <laughs> um yeah literally just set to set up I think I was watching tv you know <laughs> on the so on the sofa and that with with the dog you know with Rosie my my uh, Jack Russell Cox Spaniel Cross. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then just and and then just started writing, and and that was the second song I've had with the dog, just chilling out with her and sort of staring into space and and stuff like that. You know, she's she's become like my my little best friend since Aww. we since we got her two years ago, nearly two <laughs> years ago, and that and um and that calmed me down a lot as well. So there'll be a song you'll 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 hear a song about Rosie soon as well. So. Aww. <laughs> so perfect yeah. well yeah I love everything you shared about the inspiration for that song and I think writing a song with a concept like that you wrote it from your own experience and need to write a song about that but because of what the message is I can relate to it like so many thoughts yeah. are going through my head I'm like oh yeah like this thing in my life or this is me right now for this certain reason or whatever and writing about something so truthful like that someone listening anyone all over the world can hear that and find themselves in it in whatever way they need to so super relatable for sure i'm I'm proud of black train and how how it came out and the reception i've had because i, I play it live um and i had a gig on at the, at the weekend at a, it was it's actually the first venue um that ever gave me a, a paid gig and it's called the molehole 
micro pub in Gravesend in Kent and it's a little cellar bar and it's really really nice and the people that own it um and run it this this sort of like a, a pool of people and they're the most humble genuine people you'll ever meet um you know and and the main person there her name's Tracy Patterson she's an absolute lovely lady she's like your favorite auntie you know she's always <laughs> welcome in and you know, and she every time I play, she'll put her cowgirl boots on and and everything. It's, oh my it's, god, it's, it's awesome, yeah. And you know, and I and this time round, I, I drew a I drew quite a big crowd there, and it, it's nice for people following me for my music, and it's and it's really really humbling. And at the end of the gig, I got an encore, and I played Black Train again. I started it, you know, the first first half of the set. And I was booked for for two 45-minute sets, and I ended up playing for, you know, I think it was an extra an extra 45 because the night just went that well, you know, and everyone was enjoying themselves. And, and the reception Black Train received was, was mind-blowing for me. Um, I, I started doing um, live performances, you know, about four or five months ago, and, and it's just taken like an uphill trajectory and, and stuff like that. And it's really humbling that I've been able to go from being nowhere to now making music and releasing music. And my face might not fit now, but I'm sure people keep seeing it, like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and and, uh, and also I've got um, my, my debut EPs coming out on the 20th of May. And everything so it's a five song ep um which is titled black train as well so my my single black train new single black train is is on that ep as well um along with you know they're they're all written by me um and they're produced by an absolute legend oz crags in in folkestone in kent um and i'm i'm really looking forward to it really looking forward to it that's fantastic. So just overall, what do you hope that this EP as a whole, when it's out, you know, presents to listeners or is there an overall message you hope that it shares? That I'm here and I'm here to stay, like it or not, you know, and that's <laughs> what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to write from the heart, shoot from the hip and and get my message across. And and if people like it, then that's a plus and a bonus, you know. And and the thing is, I hope that I can show, you know, the states, the you know, where country is the biggest selling music genre in in the in you know in existence, really. If you think about it, that us English guys, we you know, we we can do country, you know, or I can. <laughs> yes, and you will keep on doing it. Well, absolutely, was... <laughs> absolutely. We'll give, I'll give you. I'll give you European outlaw country. That's what I'll give you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Something a bit different. Well, it's lovely having you. Before we go, what is some advice you would like to share to anyone just getting started in the music industry? Just do it. Don't don't care what other people think. It, you know, because the only people that should care about what you do is yourself. Um, you know, I was nervous as hell the first time I took the stage. And everything and when you're first starting out even if it's not your own material find a song that resonates and you can relate to and absolutely nail it you know mine was nose on the grindstone by tyler childers and i absolutely idolize the man's songwriting ability and his ability to absolutely nail it every time he he, he performs you know good kentucky boy and um and just 
absolutely belt it out because you'll be more surprised than you think how people will take you. Perfect. So, so inspirational. Well, James, it was an honor having you on the show for this fantastic well, thank you for having me. Of course, it was lovely having you. Before we go, can you share with everyone where they can find you online and listen to your music? Right, you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, so it's James Dunn, uh, D-U-N-N-E. So it's because uh, sometimes people struggle spelling my name. It gets spelt June, like sand June. <laughs> um, Amazon Music and Spotify as well, yeah. So and obviously my social media is a James Dunn Music UK, Instagram and, and Facebook. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. It was awesome to have you on the show. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this fantastic conversation with James Dunn. And of course, until next time, stay stay right right on on track. track.